Emma could not feel a doubt of having given Harriet's fancy a proper direction and raised the gratitude of her young vanity to a very good purpose, for she found her decidedly more sensible than before of Mr. Elton's being a remarkably handsome man with most agreeable manners, and as she had no hesitation in following up the assurance of his admiration by agreeable hints, she was soon pretty confident of creating as much liking on Harriet's side as there could be any occasion for. She was quite convinced of Mr. Elton's being in the fairest way of falling in love, if not in love already. She had no scruple with regard to him. He talked of Harriet and praised her so warmly that she could not suppose anything wanting which a little time would not add. His perception of the striking improvement of Harriet's manner since her introduction at Hartfield was not one of the least agreeable proofs of his growing attachment. You have given Miss Smith all that she required. You have made her graceful and easy. She was a beautiful creature when she came to you, but, in my opinion, the attractions you have added are infinitely superior to what she received from nature. I am glad you think I have been useful to her, but Harriet only wanted drawing out and receiving a few, very few, hints. She had all the natural grace of sweetness of temper and artlessness in herself. I have done very little. If it were admissible to contradict a lady... I have perhaps given her a little more decision of character, have taught her to think on points which had not fallen in her way before. Exactly so. That is what principally strikes me. So much superadded decision of character. Skilful has been the hand. Great has been the pleasure, I am sure. I never met with a disposition more truly amiable. I have no doubt of it. And it was spoken with a sort of sighing animation which had a vast deal of the lover. She was not less pleased another day with the manner in which he seconded a sudden wish of hers to have Harriet's picture. Did you ever have your likeness taken, Harriet? Did you ever sit for your picture? Harriet was on the point of leaving the room and only stopped to say, with a very interesting naivete, Oh, dear, no, never. No sooner was she out of sight than Emma exclaimed, what an exquisite possession a good picture of her would be. I would give any money for it. I almost long to attempt her likeness myself. You do not know it, I dare say, but two or three years ago I had a great passion for taking likenesses and attempted several of my friends and was thought to have a tolerable eye in general. But from one cause or another I gave it up in disgust. But really, I could almost venture, if Harriet would sit to me, it would be such a delight to have her picture. Let me entreat you. It would indeed be a delight. Let me entreat you, Miss Woodhouse, to exercise so charming a talent in favour of your friend. I know what your drawings are. How could you suppose me ignorant? Is not this room rich in specimens of your landscapes and flowers? And has not Mrs. Weston some inimitable figure-pieces in her drawing-room at Randall's? Yes, good man, thought Emma. But what has all that to do with taking likenesses? You know nothing of drawing. Don't pretend to be in raptures about mine. Keep your raptures for Harriet's face. 
Well, if you give me such kind encouragement, Mr. Elton, I believe I shall try what I can do. Harriet's features are very delicate, which makes the likeness difficult, and yet there is a peculiarity in the shape of the eye and the lines about the mouth which one ought to catch. Exactly so, the shape of the eye and the lines about the mouth. I have not a doubt of your success. Pray, pray attempt it. As you will do it, it will indeed, to use your own words, be an exquisite possession. But I am afraid, Mr. Elton, Harriet will not like to sit. She thinks so little of her own beauty. Did not you observe her manner of answering me? How completely it meant, why should my picture be drawn?'